Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Rant Down Babylon. This is Vandad Kardar, August 21st, 2020. Some little bit of news in Canada. The finance minister, who was supposedly the only reason we didn't have a better approach to COVID, has resigned taken over by Christiana Freeland. She's now the finance minister as well as the deputy prime minister. I talked about her on a few other episodes. Uh, A lot of things in her past that are questionable. However, one thing in her past is that in 2013, she did a whole TED Talk about the future of work. And one of the things she said is that we need a universal basic income. So here we are in Canada. Right now, currently... Uh, there's a motion 46 in Canadian Parliament uh, put in by MP Leah Gazan. She's uh, an MP out of Winnipeg, and she has proposed a universal basic income uh, to be paid for by motion 43, which is a wealth tax. I'm all for both these things. Here is the new Liberal government, Christina Freeland, the fi- new Finance Minister of Canada, so far, we don't know what they have in store. They've actually uh, extended CERB by one month as of yesterday. So anyone listening who's on CERB, congratulations. You got one month of light left. And then we'll see. I guess it's going to be uh, in, uh, employment insurance. They're going to change it to employment insurance. Look, jo- some jobs are coming back. It's true. But many are not going to be enough hours, and many more just won't come back. Plus, let's not forget, every time, whether it's America or Canada, every time they have these these moments where they go, oh, the job numbers are huge. Look at these job numbers. They'll, they'll say in America, uh, 2 million jobs, 3 million jobs were added to the economy. They'll say here, like 200,000 jobs were added to the economy last month. Yeah. But in the case of America, those are $7 an hour, and you need three of them just to survive. So is it really... And there are jobs that they're going to hire you for two months and then fire, like, half the people. So are they really jobs that you should count as a stat? Here, too. It's like, oh, 200,000 jobs have been added. Yeah, they pay $14 an hour. Much better than 7 U.S., but... The housing market is insane. So you still need two or three of them. It's kind of a joke, right? I'm all for working. Um, I think everyone will work in some way. And I think mostly the idea of what counts as work needs to change. Because what counts as work? Does a mother raising a child for 18 years, cooking, clean, mother, father, whoever's actually doing it, the people cooking and cleaning, for their children and their families running a household is this not work is being an artist and putting you know hundreds of thousands of hours into it so you can perform you know maybe six hours total a year is that work the blood sweat and tears is that work is the guy tinkering on the new invention future invention, future patent in his basement right now. And it's going to take four more years until he has something that he can bring to market. Is that not work? What is work? What is work? I mean, right now, if everyone's working from home, they're sitting at home 
and they do a Zoom call once in a while, and they answer a few phone calls, but essentially they're sitting in their underwear. They're getting full wages of their previous job. Is that work? Does, is, that, is that the solution? Does the government just need to find us all cushy jobs where we can sit at home and not actually be accountable, but then just so they can have their job stat and be like, it's work. Just some things, just some things to think about. Uh, hey, Rent Out Babylon is completely independent. We have no owners. We have no uh, media telling us what to say, what not to say. It's all us, baby. If you want to support Rant Down Babylon, go to patreon.com slash rantdownbabylon, where for just $10 a month, starting at just $10 a month, you can be our Patreon, you can be our supporter, you can add in for some bonuses, and you will keep the movement going and growing. And speaking of which, we just had a live event yesterday. We had a live comedy show. Um... At Comedy Bar, it was my first indoor show in six months. I had the very funny Jordan Brown on the show. She did 24 minutes. It was hilarious. I got on there. I did about 30. And that was great. It was a great show. It was different because normally I would, if I do a show, I would host it usually myself. But I would, it'd be me, the host, and then maybe two or three acts. So like maybe two openers maybe sometimes even three openers depending on the show, and then a headliner who does more. This time, um, as with COVID, I just wanted to keep it as simple as possible because we don't want to touch the same mic. We don't want to both be on stage at the same time. So I figured, okay, the announcer, the sound guy, Alex at Comedy Bar, he'll bring up Jordan Brown. Jordan Brown will just do her time. She'll bring me up. She'll leave the stage. I'll come up, switch mics, put on a uh, cover, mic cover on a new mic, do my set, and that's it. No in and out, back and forth, no handshakes. You know what I mean? It's a different time. It's a different era. But thank you to everyone who came. Um, we had about, yeah, we more than, I mean, it was very, very, very limited capacity, but we were more than 50% of that capacity. We basically had like 20-something people, which for an indoor 10 o'clock show during COVID, incredible. Incredible. I don't know what the final number is, too, because box office was closed, but something around there, 16, 20 people, 23 people. I don't know. It was great, though. I I just wanted the experience. I I don't know how many indoor shows I'm honestly going to do during COVID. Um, We're not out of the clear. Winter will make it worse. And I'm just not, like, as, as much as I want to do it, there are some outdoor shows for the for a while left for the season. And then also I'm doing the podcast, and we just got to adapt to new ways. If, if it's really, like, a big risk and it's like, hey, risk it for the show, like, no. There's a lot of things I'll do for my art. I will die and give it all and die on stage, give my life to the altar of art in that way. But I'm not going to like risk my family and risk getting someone else sick or finally even myself sick to do a spot. I mean, not often. I did. I, I feel like it was very, 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 very low risk yesterday because of the way Comedy Bar handled it. It was so on top of things and distanced and everything. But even the little risk that's there, I mean, I just had to do one 
just because it's 2020, it's the era of COVID, things have locked down. Like I said, no live shows in six months. I've done four sets now, three outdoors, one indoors. I just couldn't help it. I, ha- I mean, I, ha- I got a chance to be one of the first uh, producers to put on a show at Comedy Bar, and I just couldn't help it. And it did pretty well, so kind of part of me wants to just already plan the next one, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to wait and see. We'll wait and see. In the meantime, I'm on a patio show this Saturday, if you're listening. Uh, it's at Toronto Styles Bar, and that's at 7 o'clock. It's called Comedy Nuggets. Or no, it's called It's Comedy Gold. It's Comedy Gold is what you can search online. Find it. Uh, producer Matt Duffy. And yeah, I'm going to be on that show. What else am I doing? Got the rant down Babylon. Late September, we're in King Cardine, baby. September, tickets will be on soon, sale soon. King Cardine, Lovers and Laughs, Phase 3 Comedy. We came in, we came in, uh, we came on Valentine's Day. We did two shows. One was sold out. One was near sold out. Uh, They were both sold out like a month in advance. So, not only am I hoping that happens again. But also, if you're planning on coming, that probably will happen again. So check on Eventbrite, let's say in two days, two days from now. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm waiting for the poster. The poster might take a few more days. But here, keep listening to the show. Um, Also, I'll put up links to everything as soon as I have them. But the poster's almost done, and then it'll just be on Eventbrite. So search comedy uh, Lovers and Laughs on Eventbrite. You'll see our last thing if it's still archived up there. If you're in King Cardine, just ch- keep checking Eventbrite for King Cardine, King Cardine, and you'll see it. Uh, it's gonna be a great time. It's gonna be uh, Stephanie Neely, Jordan Brown, who opened the show yesterday with those 24 minutes. Um, Stephanie Neely, Jordan Brown, Hannah Lawrence. Oh my God, so funny! And then one more though. Who is? Hannah Lawrence. No, no, no. It's Hannah Lawrence, Jordan Brown, Stephanie Neely, and me. That's the one more. It's me. No headliners. Um, we're just, it's kind of like this because it's COVID. No real hosting. We're just each going to do about, I'd say 20. Yeah, about 20 each. 15, 20. Probably more. Uh, makes it easier to just pay everyone the same too. Just equitable. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. Hope we're going to make some money, but it's more just... I want to see a big crowd. So, King Cardine, uh, it's going to be at the Walker House slash Industry Room on Friday, September 25th, 7 o'clock. And then it's going to be at King Cardine Golf and Country Club on Saturday at 7 o'clock. Now, this won't be on the poster, but you'll hear it from me. If either one of these shows sells out around, like, even up to a week before... I'm going to add a second show on the Friday uh, Walker House Industry Room. Because last time we went to Valentine's Day there, we just did the one venue, Sam Walker House slash Industry Room. Industry Room's the bar at the front of the Sam Walker House. Um, That was 50 capacity. We sold one out with 50, and then we did the other like 20 or 25 so that was two shows in one night, two different show times. This time, the, the what's already set in stone is so we're doing the one show Friday and then the second show at their sister venue down pretty much a kilometer away. And uh, 
The 50 at Sam Walker House turns into 30 because of COVID. It's indoors. The 75, oh, my God, I wish, for the Kindergarten Golf and Country Club is now 50. We're going to do 50 outdoors just because we have that opportunity there, unless it's raining. If it's raining, we'll go inside. But otherwise, outdoors, 50 people, which is great. Up to. But so if either one of those sell out, then on that first night, we're going to add the second show. Even if like 10 people come at that point, it's just more stage time slash, you know, attention slash audience, fun experience, late night crowd, which is always a little bit better uh, for us. And it's a little bit more money for us, obviously, hopefully, whatever. But that's like secondary. And then. It's just more of a chance for you guys to see us during that weekend. Uh, so come in from the surrounding towns if you want. Come in from wherever. Uh, Kincardine is a great place. Like I said, we were there. Valentine's Day, it was cold. It was winter. Uh, this time, it's going to be beautiful weather still, I think. I mean, late September. Yeah. It's, I mean, good enough for me. I've gone swimming in November. I will absolutely. There's a beautiful beach with that lighthouse. I am for sure going to be swimming on the beach. So, FYI, if you're in Kincardine and like long walks on the beach in between comedy shows, I'm your man. All right. Well, this is Rant Down Babylon. Let's get into it. Uh, the DNC convention was very, very interesting. It actually had like, I think, six Republican speakers. This is very showing of how centrist they are. Um, it actually had Colin Powell. Colin Powell, Mr. Yellowcake Uranium at the UN, mass destruction, weapons of mass destruction, lies, lies, lies. He tried to sell me war in Iraq. Now he's trying to sell me Biden. People are getting mad. Like, people are getting mad that, like, you know, I've jokingly shared a bunch of, like, Biden stuff, Kamala Harris, like, police state stuff. They think I'm, like, Trump supporting. I hate Trump. Trump hates me. He tried to ban people from Iran. Okay, I don't like Trump. I just think the American empire needs to implode. And whatever brings us there faster is not necessarily a bad thing. Like, Trump is horrible. He's a horrible person. But look at the people on the streets. Look at the mobilization. Look at the conversations. Things that me and Amish were talking about two years ago on White Man's Burden podcast, which, by the way, is super relevant still, still up, still available to listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. So much of that stuff was radical two years ago. People are like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Now it's like all pretty mainstream. Like, yep, cops shouldn't have that much money. They might not need those guns. Maybe we got to take those away. Um, you know, universal basic income, helping people before automation just takes all their jobs anyways. I mean, these were all radical things. Now they're all pretty mainstream. And then you basically got Trump being like, we're not going to do any of that. And then now you got the DNC being like, vote for us because, oh, we can't stand another four years of Trump. But uh, we're not actually going to change anything either. Like, okay. Like, you're still going to be an Amer American empire of war and chaos. You're still going to spread, like, death and 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 and. <laughs> Uh, a need for slave labor and child labor everywhere you go with your non-stop consumption oh okay oh the police state is going to stay the same the prison to uh 
the school to prison pipeline is going to stay the same. Oh, great. Um, what exactly about Trump could we not stand four more years of that we can with you? It's basically the same thing. I'm not saying don't vote for Biden. I'm just, I mean, I'm pretty shocked that those are the options is one thing. And then also it's kind of like, well, that real change that you guys need, gee golly, it'd be nice if it came through the legislative process, but will it, can it, will it in our lifetime? I mean, it kind of just seems like you're out on the streets and maybe that's kind of getting more done. I don't know. I don't know, but Canadian friends of mine have been pissed that I was like, oh, like, you're not back in Team Biden. It's like, idiot, we don't even vote in their election. We're not even American. Like, get over yourself. Like, no one's really said it, but basically the insinuation is even if you aren't American and you don't vote, if you share anti-Biden or, like, anything that calls out Biden, then you're basically promoting Trump. And it's like, first of all, no. Learn the difference. I'm not going to have childish conversations like that. But then also, we're in Canada, dude. Not only can we not vote, literally nobody cares. Like, literally, like, two people maybe care what average Canadians or Canadian, like, artists are going to say about who we should, who Americans should vote for or not vote for. Do you know what I mean? Like, get over yourself. We live in the shadow of the biggest empire. Like, no one's paying attention. Like, really, like, what kind of, like, you know, self-flatulence is that to be like, is that even the right word? What kind of self-gratification is this to, like, oh, I'm going to put out a tweet about whether you should share, whether you should support Biden or not, and, you know... Some important American's going to see it and they're going to be swayed. So if you don't post pro-Biden and you make fun of Biden, I mean, some some three million Americans just might randomly, like, you know, a percent of their population might just randomly see your post and decide uh, they're not going to vote for Biden. And then we, it's like, what? No one, two people are going to see my post. You know what I mean? Like my uncles and aunts in america and my cousins might listen to this and they're just gonna vote however they're gonna vote anyways like i'm not swaying anyone you know but also like it's just that i do feel that like there is something to be said about how trump is so bad that he's gotten people angry and on the streets and demanding things whereas i can't help but think that if you guys get biden you're just gonna go and become passive again for another four years you're just going to go back to like status quo, you know, prisoners working free jobs from prison labor, getting put into prison easily for nothing in the first place. That's if they make it to prison, if they don't get street side interrogated and executed. I mean, none of that is actually going to change. The e economic disbalance is not going to change. Uh, he's not he might raise a little taxes but it's not going to be anywhere near what corporations in the 1% should should pay. And the geopolitical foreign policy is the same pretty much. They might make some 
like nice overtures to peace and diplomacy here and there, but essentially the war machine of Raytheon, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, Northfolk Grumman, and all these other people who sh- make Predator missiles and whatever, it's all going to be the same. Kamala Harris was a was a prosecutor and maybe even like a self-hating prosecutor who you know was she's basically a lot it seems like she's a lot like the judge in the Meek Mill case if you're familiar of just I don't like that kind of music why are you singing these bad words like just kind of this like you know black mother who you know just lives in fear and has kind of you know figured i need to get deep into the system to fix it i guess is the rationale but also has been like so brainwashed with like christianity and stuff and religion in general that is like oh you need to do the right thing and oh like you know sees a criminal and is like oh you need you need you need discipline, boy. We're throwing you in j- like uh, throwing you in jail. What would your mother think? Like that kind of thing. Instead of like, no, but like this guy might not have had a mother, or his mother might have been just as poor and hopeless as he is. And what are the steps we can take to change this culture and change that person's community? It's a community level. Do they have any opportunities to get out of the ghetto, other than military? Um, student loan debt, um, fucking a rap career and drug dealing. Like what, if there's nothing for them to do there, they're going to commit crimes. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like fucking, I don't like looting. Like looting is bad, but like, who are the real looters? The real looters are the people hiding, uh, $21 trillion of would be tax money in the fucking Cayman Islands and Sugar Islands and Panama. That's looting. The looters are... Literally Trump the other day said, Oh, we went into Syria. They didn't like that. Oh, okay, so we left Syria. We, we still got the oil, though. But uh, it's okay. We don't have to talk about that. That's looting. War in Iraq was looting. Like, who's the looter? Right? What are they even doing? They're going to buy TikTok? They're going to force TikTok to be sold and then they're going to get a cut of it. What even is, I mean, it's literally, and now, and now Instagram is competing with TikTok. So they got these TikTok reels. Like literally it's so gross. It's actually just like a bunch of just like, not even teenagers. It's literally like children at this point, just jumping up and down. It's like, it's so gross. It's, It's like these, I don't even know, like who invented this? I feel like we need to look more into, you know, it's like we're always every few years, there's some sort of sex creep and we're like, oh, this Jeffrey Epstein, oh, Weinstein, like whatever. How about like what? How about controlling what you're like feeding the youth? Because the youth right now are just like mimicking blowjobs on TikTok. Like there's like if the song lyric has a blowjob, I listened to this on another podcast, too, but. They'll, uh, they'll just like mimic the blowjob like these are children this is gross this is these are the people that these are the same age groups that um what's Ghislaine Maxwell would go find for Epstein to give like a massage and then usually end up in sex too like 
they know what's going on. They're not stupid. Um, and this is, I don't know. I feel like we're just promoting like a really weird culture while also pretending to be like super woke. Strange times, man. COVID's weird. Uh, I said this, I said this at the show yesterday and people kind of got it, but I was like talking about how COVID's kind of a blessing, you know, honestly, guys, it was my first, it was my fourth set in, uh, in six months and I did half an hour. I am not going to lie. I forgot a lot of jokes and not in the sense that like I just forgot the joke outright and almost that might have almost been better because it would have forced me to do crowd work or something. But I remembered like jokes have like a short version and a long version and I had the time because I had 30 minutes. So there's at least three jokes where I launched the joke and just halfway through forgot what the full version is. So I gave like a quick wrap wrap this up kind of riff ending on like three big jokes which obviously therefore you know they got some laughs but they're jokes that like if i'd done properly i think would have been just like so much funnier that's i don't know about other comics but i have a feeling this happens a lot it's classic like basically every time you're on stage the second you're off stage all these amazing things that you should have would have could have said come to you whether it's just remembering that joke better or just some hilarious afterthought that you're like, oh my God, if I had only tapped into that and said that like two minutes ago when I was still up there, they'd all be eating from my hand. But you know what? The crowd was great. Like everyone who's there was there to laugh. They obviously loved Jordan. They gave me lots of love. Um, it was, yeah, it was a great time. They were all very patient. I went deep. I went pretty hard. And they were down with it. Like, at one point, I was like, so, you know, I'm not saying we have this deal coming up, but if we actually made a deal where we're like, we're going to honor the treaties with our First Nations and just give them, like, all that land that's, like, in their name still to this day, legally, uh, would you guys be okay with it? And everyone was like, it was like, there was a fair bit of mix, but Asians, white people, black people, like, whoever, everyone was like, yeah. Give it to them. Give it to them. And actually, someone even said it's not giving it to them. It's giving it back to them. Very, very important distinction. Exactly like when I did that interview and he said, you know, they talk about us in past tense. We're still here. We're not gone. We're still alive. We're still thriving community of culture. And it's 100% sure it's not giving it to them. Why is it even a debate? Do you want? Are you okay with giving it to them? It's theirs. Give it back to them. Doesn't mean we all have to leave. Just means, you know, I mean, fuck, it's better. It's like, okay, fine. I'll pay the same rent I pay now. At least it'll go to a native person and not just some venture capitalist wannabe startup. Some, like, wannabe elon musk like even if you have like five million dollars you're not getting you're the odds of you making a billion dollars is like insane i mean go for it do it but like i just feel like there's too much of a cult of personality around this guy and it's like too many people are like oh my god if you work hard you can be elon musk like no if you work hard maybe you can be hired by an elon musk and be paid really well 
you can't just be an Elon Musk just from the hard work. You need some. You need a bunch of things too, including seed capital. But anyways, look, I'm not hating on anyone. I'm trying to be more positive. I think uh, 2020 got through some really dark moments out of me. Uh, some some really, you know, important too. Like I don't I don't want to lose my anger. I think my righteous anger at a lot of horrible injustices, things that. You know, in my lifetime, I honestly thought would have kind of been fixed by now. I don't want to not be angry at those things. I don't think I need to tone down my anger to be more presentable or be, uh, you know, easier for people's e- to intake when these are real things. These are real things that people die from every single day. So I don't think I need that anger to lower it at all quite honestly frankly however i do think i need to keep the anger but maybe show it less or keep the anger but i do need to learn how to be less abrasive because sometimes i'm too much in that whether it's the sheer volume of my voice or the intensity and passion with which i project I think I scare a lot of people away from the cause and there could be a lot of good people who could be a lot of help to the future of humanity who maybe and I'm not I'm not saying I'm single-handedly like taking down the fucking cause but at least in my own circles I think more people would be inclined to act and support if I perhaps hadn't shocked them into it. That was sort of the thesis behind uh getting Jordan Brown to open up. even actually so before Jordan sh- Jordan Brown kind of saved the show. It was great that she that she was our feature. Set the tone perfectly. Um, she was actually a replacement too because someone else had bailed. Uh, good friend of mine and the show, Noor Kidwai. He has a podcast called God, Yay or Nay. He's a great guy. He, he gave me plenty of notice, so there was no issue. Um, he got uh, a week of hosting at Absolute Comedy Clubs, the three comedy clubs, Kingston, Ottawa, Toronto, which is great. And obviously pays him way more. And I was like, yeah, obviously, no brainer. Thank you for checking in with me. But you're taking that gig for sure. So Jordan Brown replaced. Nor could why. That was perfect. But the the booking, this, I've been booking shows for like nine years, right? So even when my performances, hey, really great nights, really bad nights, my shows are usually really good. Like just in terms of who I put up and stuff. So... The, 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 the idea behind first booking Noor and then it ended up being Jordan Brown is that I knew that and I was behaved and I I went hard and I was I was fearless, but I also just didn't go to certain places as much because I only had half an hour instead of an hour and a half like I usually do these. Today might be a little shorter, but um, I always say that and then it's like double the length. But uh, anyways, I knew that I'm a little shocking and that I'm intense. And so I needed an act who's basically very, very funny. Like the talent is all there. No compromise on talent has the stamina, but just generally based on their personality, their style, their, their comedy subject matter and topics that just like, wouldn't be like too out of this world or too different Basically, so Norkid Y, 
he's uh, he's he's Pakistani Canadian Muslim comic. But a, I mean, he drinks like uh, I mean, I don't if if your parent if his parents are listening, I didn't say that he's a good halal boy. But uh, no, like I mean, I've never even seen him drunk. But like he'll he'll drink beer. He'll like he'll drink at bars. He's fully integrated Canadian, so he has his Pakistani heritage, his roots, even his religion. I don't think that's mutually exclusive. I don't think that's like takes away in any way from his ability to practice his faith. But my point is, he drinks. He's 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 Pakistani Canadian, but he grew up in Calgary, so he actually has a thick, thick Alberta accent. Like, oh, bod, oh, oh, sure, bod. He has that high pitched, soft voice. So he's very he's 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 a as non threatening as a brown man can get. He's oh, how you doing, bod? Oh, you want to have a beer, bud? Oh, okay. Like, I, I, that kind of sounds East Coasty, if anything, but he's West Coast. But you know what I mean? He's just like a very nice, he's a very polite young man. He's so, like, polite and photo. So I knew that'd be great for him to kind of, like, ease them into it. Ah, oh, okay. There's nothing to worry about. And then I come out like, ah, let me shock your worldview. So that didn't work out. No harm done. This is the nature of the business. Uh, was very easily uh, able to... Well, very luckily. I don't want to make it sound like she's easy to book, but you should book her. I mean, obviously, there's not much going on right now, so that through my competition, there's not like 100 shows for every act. There's like three shows for every 100 acts. So, um, yeah. So, I got uh, Jordan Brown, and same thing. Like, she is incredibly funny. Has the stamina, but she doesn't really talk politics. She doesn't really talk anything so shocking. It's all pretty innocent. I wouldn't say it's clean. There's definitely some adult subject matter, but it's it's like parental discretion is advised. You know, you're not really going to see anything worse than like Family Guy or, you know what I mean? Kind of, it's like not as offensive as South Park can be for sure. So it was great because it's kind of like a almost like a Trojan horse kind of like, oh, ease them into it. Especially it's like a white girl, too. So, oh, okay, white girl. Okay, white lady. Uh, ba, 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 ba. And then, ah, here's this brown man, Van Dad. Like, ah, I was born in a bomb shelter. What are we going to do about U.S. imperialism? So it was actually a great mix. It was a hilarious time. Uh, if you were there, thank you so much. If you weren't there, well... There will be others, and thank you for listening to this, because one way or another, you're supporting the show. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get an interview for you guys. I do want to start doing interviews. I've been a little hesitant because of the technology. Like, I, I do this from home. We don't have a studio right now due to COVID. I don't have a, I used to have access to a sweet studio that I don't anymore because of COVID, so I can't really do the live guests. These phone ones, I don't know if I want to do, but I mean, I did that real interview that uh, 1492 land back. That was video, and then I just put the audio up. And there are ways to call in on Anchor and stuff. So, I mean, I'm trying to work out this interview. I already asked them, and if they say yes, then absolutely we'll do it. And that's with MP Leah Gazan, who put in the motion for uh, UBI. So, let's see if her team gets back to me. Or when they get back to me. And we'll see if we can get that interview. I can do other interviews though. Right now I got a lot of great comedians I could put on. And I think I should. I'm kind of wondering what you guys think feedback wise. Because right now you've been listening to me. Not this episode but in general. Been listening to me dish out hour and a half episodes. And 
I mean, listeners, it's not viral, but it's going up. So no one's explicitly said that's a problem. Guests could add a dynamic. Uh, could be better, could be worse. Probably better. I don't see how it would actually be worse. I feel like any guest would be adding to the show. As long as the sound quality is all tight, which I'm a little worried about. How, what's theirs like? They're going to send it to me. As long as that's all tight, I think it can only add to the show. Like, conceivably, even if we got into a heated discussion or a bad, awkward argument, I think that would still be great content, right? So let me know what you guys think. Um, to be honest, I think that's it. I think it's going to be a shorter episode today. I do got to go somewhere. And it was basically the choice was, do I put out an episode much, much later, like when I get home at like 11, 12 tonight, or do I just put out an episode way early? It's currently noon. Um, I just did a, I just did a self-tape audition for a commercial that I sent in. I had to do that first because I had to send that in before noon. And then, yeah, it's been 30 minutes, it's been 40 minutes-ish. So, yeah, around 11.30 I started this. Listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop right now. I'm going to put this out. I'm going to upload it. And then I might do more tonight. So it might be like a two-parter Friday episode. Why not? Why not? Or I'll put this out now so I'm consistent Friday and uh, Mondays and Fridays. And then I'll just put out another one tomorrow. Hey, there's no rules here. Anarchy, baby. Do what we want. Uh, I am at Toronto... What is it? Toronto Styles Bar tomorrow. Toronto Styles Bar. It's comedy gold is what you can check out. Um, I'm at rant. No, sorry. Yeah, at rant down Babylon is both the Twitter and the Instagram. Patreon.com slash rant down Babylon is the Patreon. And then me personally, I am at totally mature now. Both Instagram and Twitter. I don't use Twitter much for either thing, but we have it. Uh, Instagram, I use too much and probably the wrong way because I'm just putting up like crazy radical memes. Uh, for every one show I promote, I put up like 20 ridiculous like over-the-top memes. They're not even mine. I'm just sharing, by the way, but just like radical, radical memes that are like shocking to people. <sighs> So, but anyways, you can follow me at, at totally mature now and at rant down Babylon. And then both of these things have a link tree. So if you go to Instagram, the link is there. You go to Instagram, rant down Babylon, the separate link is there, but I'll just tell you anyways, it's L I N K link, all one word T R. Okay. L I N K T R link tree dot. E E E E so just L I N K T R dot E E slash so Linktree put 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 a dot instead of the dot com it's dot E Linktree dot E E slash totally mature now where you'll see everything about every show I'm doing and all it'll also have a link to the rant down Babylon Linktree. Or you can just go to link linktree slash rantdownbabylon, and then it'll show you uh, where to listen to this on all platforms. 
You can share, subscribe. Obviously, it has the Patreon link. And more importantly, it'll have the link to our live shows. Just like the one we had yesterday, it'll have the link to live shows later in the future, wherever we have them. So, yeah, that's it. I got that those dates. Um, trying for more. Keep this podcast going. And be good to yourselves. It's a brave new world. We're going to make it through. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for now. I guess I'll do a part two later today or tomorrow. Um, but I still did an episode. It's consistent. If anything, I'm giving you a break. Come on. I know you want to listen to me for an hour and a half. But... Maybe this time you'll just listen to me for 40, and then next time you'll listen to me for even longer. Um, Yeah, that's it. Oh, one more thing. If you do want to collaborate, sponsor. uh, I say this first, but in no order I'm saying this. Uh, You want to collaborate. You want to sponsor. You have questions about the podcast. You have fan mail. You have hate mail. You just want to get in touch. You want to have a 4 a.m. discussion about geopolitics. I am your man. So rantdownbabylon at gmail.com. Boom. Get in touch, baby. It's the revolution. Let me know what you think. And also, please, on anything that you're listening this to, press the like button. Plus, rate it. If there's a rating option, give us some stars. If there's a comment section, add a comment. Hey, you were great. Whatever. Or, hey, you suck. Whatever is your opinion. Just just for the algorithms, the more the more likes, the more shares, the more good ratings, the more comments. It's all interaction. And uh, hopefully we get more and more listenership. We are growing. We are now at 100 plays, all, all episodes in cl- like combined, which, uh, you know, for an actual podcast that's like successful is nothing. For a podcast that's two and a half weeks old in Canada with the Canadian uh, market and the Facebook and all that internet stuff is very, very aware that you're the Canadian market. So they actually downplay your traffic. I'm pretty happy. Like I'm actually so stoked that a hundred times people have listened to me ranting for an hour and a half, various episodes. Uh, amazing. We got audience in the UK. We got audience in Ireland, which is obviously never, ever, ever the same as the UK despite anyone's rationale over Northern Ireland it's not London dairy it's free dairy we got listeners in America we got listeners in Canada uh we got a few listeners in Italy we got a few in Germany very cool welcome welcome in Dankeschön uh so yeah everyone out there just don't let yourself ever get suckered into being complacent, being silent, and being a mouthpiece or 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 actionable agent for the for the forces of bad, and unfortunately, it happens too often. So often, we let injustice happen on our watch. We're actually aiding the bad people. So don't do that. Speak up. If you can't speak up, just tell them about rant down Babylon, and I'll speak up for them and for you. And I will make sure to speak truth to power the truth is always the truth it must always come out it is bulletproof i'm not bulletproof someone saying the truth is not bulletproof that's okay the truth is bulletproof the proof is the tr- the the truth is like cockroaches always it'll, it'll always come back 
If there's a nuclear war, guess what? They start to glow. They do not get radiation poisoning, and then they start to fly. Final form Kamehameha Super Saiyan radioactive cockroaches. Okay, the meek shall inherit the earth. What is that? What just weak people? No, it's bacteria and bugs. That's who's gonna inherit this earth. But until you're here, let's make it better for everyone. Let's change our worlds, starting with our minds, starting with our hearts, everything that around us that we are able to impact physically, personally, and let's encourage others to do the same everywhere and project and project and project outwards. Let's get this world, this humanity, this people kind Let's get it on that right track. Finally, Rant Down Babylon. Thank you so much. This is Rant Down Babylon. I'm Van Ed Cardar. Goodbye for now.